What's happening, everyone? Coach Ryan Atkin here. It's been a little while. If you're an avid listener, uh, I'm well aware it's been a couple of weeks, a few weeks since the last podcast. Reason being is, well, at the start of this year, I set myself a, well, I sent a note up into the sky on a balloon with a power word on it. That word was change. And change this year has been, my God, I'm currently sat on my bed right now. And there's been so much change. And even just thinking about how much has gone on, it's like a sigh of relief. And we're still not there yet. Uh, you know, the house move, baby number two is on the way. Uh, there's been loads going on. Um, and it's been an exciting year, but it's been a stressful year, like beyond belief, where to the point where I've had numerous ups and downs. Uh, but we are here. There's been amazing changes at Real World Results. We made some staff, some, you know, um, changes within our coaching service, um, changes to the team. We've seen a massive level up in the number of results by making those decisions, always hard decisions at first. But, you know, we're not just seeing results now on a monthly basis, it's daily. You know, I'm getting messages of clients daily saying they've, you know, dropped X amount of dress sizes, look at these jeans, look at these photos, oh my God, different person, which is absolutely amazing. And it brings me to the point of this podcast about change. Far too often we focus on one thing when it comes to change, right? And that's the scale. And I'm going to play devil's advocate today because I recommend weighing yourself. But I'm going to go through five reasons why you actually shouldn't weigh yourself. So take what you want from this. Take it with a pinch of salt. Take it full on. Do whatever serves you best, whatever your thoughts are on this. Because I actually recommend weighing daily. However, you have to be willing to jump on that scale and see that scale go up. But what that does create is a really strong mindset. When you learn to go, okay, this is project me. I'm learning about why my body's gone doing this. Maybe it's to do with the food. Maybe it's to do with my cycle. But I'm learning about myself by jumping on the scale each day to see what's happening. Now, as a woman, you have much more fluctuations than men. So part of me here is saying this, like, you know, um, I can jump on the scale and I'm very much detached from it anyway. But, you know, I know that my fluctuations are going to be less. Okay. I don't go through a menstrual cycle, right? And that has a massive impact on water retention on your body due to the prospects of potentially giving birth. There is changes in your hormones and that impacts water retention. Okay. So change this year has been, however, today's podcast is about why you shouldn't weigh yourself five reasons why okay so i'm going to hopefully change your mindset on the scales and you're probably thinking well you've just told me to weigh daily because i see weight as data however if you're someone who is so anti-weight and you're fed up of it and you're not willing to jump on daily and ride the ups and downs and just be your own biggest experiment which i think is a great idea then here's five reasons why you shouldn't weigh yourself, okay? So one thing to remember is that losing weight is hard. You know, it involves being consistent, dedicated, patient. Okay, we're not all patient. I know I'm not. <laughs> I want results immediately to justify that hard work. 
you know, you might find just someone who's, oh my God, I'm giving it everything. Why is this weight not going down? Okay. For most people, those results have to do with seeing the number on the scale go steadily down. Okay. So what do you do? You weigh yourself, even though you know you shouldn't, you weigh yourself every day or every week because you need a reason to keep motivated. Okay. And everything's fine. It's all going dandy until the unthinkable happens. The number on the scale stops going down. You're thinking everything you've done, all this hard work, it's all for nothing. There's no more instant gratification. You repeat this a few times. Maybe there's some ups, maybe there's some downs. Maybe it stays the same for even longer. Before you know it, you've given up on working out and your diet. You've thrown the towel in. How familiar is that? Maybe you've started a journey and the weight's gone up from the start and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's not working, not working. What am I doing? I'm doing everything wrong. No, you're not. Stay patient. Stay true to the process. You are always doing a good job if you're focused on yourself, if you're doing something for yourself. Okay? Don't get discouraged by, you know, weighing yourself too much and reading into it too much. Okay? It is just data right? And there's five reasons I believe you shouldn't weigh yourself. These are the five reasons why I've tried to put myself on both sides of the occasion of the equation here, right? Number one is you're confusing weight loss with fat loss. Most people, when they say they want to lose weight, they actually want to lose fat. The problem is most people use those two terms like interchangeably. So it's weight loss means fat loss for some people, right? But they're actually two totally separate things. Losing overall weight isn't hard. If you go to the gym and you don't pick up a single weight, you sit in the sauna for a while, you're probably going to drop a few pounds. However, fat loss is different. It's harder to achieve because it's, it depends on several factors, you know. It takes more time than you think to truly lose it. So here are some things to think about when it comes to fat loss. When you lose weight, you lose more than just fat. Muscle and water are two other things that make up your weight. And when you lose weight, you can lose some of each. How much of each you lose depends in part on how much fat you have to lose when you start. People that are more overweight have more to lose than people that are less overweight, that are slimmer, thinner, carrying less body fat. They will lose more weight from fat than muscle, than slimmer people would who are less overweight, okay? You can also drop weight, but dropping actual fat takes time, more time than you think, okay? Most people set fat loss goals for themselves that are unreasonable. Let's not beat around the bush, okay? Without going on a pretty much starvation diet, you can probably only expect to lose, what, one to two pounds of fat per week at best. Fat per week, I said there, not weight. So don't expect to lose 10 pounds of body fat in a week because even if you do, that weight is guaranteed not to be fat. You'd be You'd be malnourished, okay? Losing muscle is not good for your health. And you do want to preserve it as much as you can for your metabolism, for your um, for your bone, for your recovery. You do not want to lose muscle, okay? It's important for your well-being, for your health, okay? What about the people then that claim to lose like 10 pounds in a week? 
There are reasons for this, okay? Number one, well, number two, okay, this is second point, why not to weigh? Your glycogen levels are changing, which can cause large swings in the weight in either direction, okay? Basically, glycogen is short-term energy that your body uses when it needs immediate energy, okay? It's produced from many types of foods, like carbohydrates, um, like bread triggers glycogen production more than any other food source. It's a good energy source, and generally it's used in, like, I don't know, marathon runners. They will, like, carb load the day before a race, so they can fuel up on glycogen, so lots of bread the day before. But in terms of your weight, glycogen has a really interesting factor. You know, three to four grams of water will will effectively glue to each gram of glycogen. And basically, you're always going to know that diet plays a big role in both fat and weight loss. But once you understand the role glycogen and water have with each other, then a lot of things may all start making sense, right? So for example, this is why people lose weight on carb restricting diets like ketogenic, paleo, you know, things that are high fat, high protein, low carb. They revolve around one concept that's restricting carbs and therefore glycogen. So once your glycogen levels become depleted, there's less water for glycogen to, to bond to, to stick to, right? And this is why a lot of people who go on ketogenic style diets appear to lose a lot of weight very quickly, but much of the initial weight is water loss. It's not fat. So if you've ever heard a friend go, oh, this keto diet, I lost 10 pounds in a week, just laugh, just smile and go, yeah, it's water. <laughs> just be honest to him. Just tell him you've lost water. You can't lose that much body fat, one to two pounds, maximum a week, okay? And this is why they always think they've gained it all back because they just had one meal off plan. They cheated. They had a high carb, high glycogen meal, okay? So here's a common situation I've seen, right? You might have experienced it yourself, right? After going on a strict diet for a couple of weeks, being careful with everything you eat, you treat yourself to a weekend where you eat whatever you want, on Monday, you stand on the scale, you're five pounds heavier. You're upset, you're pissed off, you feel like all your hard work's wasted. But good news, you didn't waste any hard work. It's glycogen that's playing tricks on you, okay? It's really easy to refuel yourself on carbohydrates and replenish your glycogen levels, okay? A typical endurance athlete, for example, requires around 500 to 600 grams of carbohydrates a day to perform at optimal levels. That might sound like a lot to you at first, but unless you're actually an athlete, you, your carbs will be a lot less. Added added this to the fact that, you know, like a bagel is 48 grams of carbs, roughly. A slice of pizza might be between 30 and 40 grams a uh, a can of fizzy juice pop whatever you want to call it 35 grams of carbs roughly around that i'm just on my phone right now having a look between 30 40 grams of carbs so as you can see many popular foods are mega rich in carbs so it's pretty easy to refill your glycogen stores in a day if you aren't watching your carb intake, okay? Or if you're choosing not to for a special occasion. So by refueling on carbs, you're replenishing your glycogen and water is buying, is sticking to it. 
So you haven't ruined your goals. You probably just put on water weight. So watch how fast you'll lose this weight again if you reduce your carbohydrate intake again. However, glycogen is not the only thing that can uh, cause your body to retain water. There are other things that influence your water intake, your water retention, and your weight. Okay. So that third point is salt intake. Okay. So salt, sodium is everywhere. It's really hard to avoid, right? It's in most foods. Okay. A single cheeseburger, you know, at McDonald's, have a look at this, but I'm sure it's like three, four, 500 milligrams of sodium, which is like a quarter of what's recommended a day. Um, have a look at the recommended levels, but I'm pretty sure that is a quarter of what's recommended. Um, you're talking a lot of sodium is what I'm trying to say here in a nutshell, right? But would you be surprised to know that dressings on salads also contain like literally half of a cheeseburger in sodium. Soy sauce that you're using in your healthy vegetable only stir fry has more, nearly double a cheeseburger in terms of sodium. So what am I getting at here? Sodium's linked to water retention, okay? It's your job, it's the job of your kidneys to get rid of any unneeded sodium out your body. So until your kidneys are able to do that, you're going to be holding on to that water temporarily, okay? And if your daily water and sodium intake habits change from day to day, this can be why you're holding on to different amounts of water, which will cause changes in your weight, obviously, because you're retaining different amounts of water each day. So if you're on a diet, but you consume more salt than you normally would have, you can expect to see a temporary increase in weight. It doesn't mean that all your hard work is for nothing. You're still working on yourself, just eating more salt, you know? It just means that you're experiencing additional water weight because of the extra sodium in your body, right? On top of this, number four, there's other factors aside from diet that lead to fluctuations on the scale. Maybe your muscle gains are outweighing your fat loss. You've started resistance training. If lifting weights is part of your strategy to, to increase muscle mass, you're doing something right, okay, alongside your, your weight loss journey, because you don't want to lose muscle, you can in a calorie deficit, that has severe health problems long term. Adding resistance training to your fat loss plan of action, your weight loss plan, whatever you want to call your journey, remember the difference between the two, it's a great way to protect and preserve that muscle as you remove fat from your body, right? However, if you're new to weightlifting, if you've had time out, you're pushing yourself hard, you're going to see some things on the scale that might surprise you, your weight might actually not go down, it might go up. This is because as you're losing fat, you might be replacing that weight with muscle. Your weight may not go down, but your body fat percentage will. Okay. So let's say you're 117 pounds. Okay. You've got 38, I don't know, 39 pounds of fat mass, 70. The mass is going to be bad here. 78 pounds of lean body mass. Right. And then you've got skeletal muscle mass. You can measure these in the gym okay you can take body measurements right what you want to be looking at i'm not going to read the numbers out here because it's going to be confusing for you to hear but what you essentially want to be pulling apart of your 117 pounds if that's what you were 140 pounds 150 pounds under it whatever right you want to pull apart the different percentages so what is your muscle mass if you're able to access scans at a gym, I know David Lloyd do them. I think some pharmacies doing some gyms doing pure gyms. If your muscle mass is going up, 
your body fat's going down and the weight's staying the same, you've got an answer there. Okay. This is where measuring your body fat is crucial. Okay. All right. So don't get caught up in the weight. Imagine you gave up because the scale didn't go down, but you'd never actually looked at the body fat and the muscle mass. And you managed to have a look alternatively in an alternative life, right? You have a look and you're like, oh my God, I was actually losing body fat and gaining muscle. And I gave up because of the fucking scale. You know, there's a high chance you might be losing body fat. You might be gaining muscle and that's why you're not seeing the scale drop. All right. Okay. And the fifth one, you know, are your conditions different? Are you weighing yourself at different times of the day or are you being consistent? Are you making note of what stage you're at in your cycle? You know, are you looking at other factors that can impact your weight, such as we've mentioned lifting heavier, we've mentioned salt, we've mentioned carb intake, we've mentioned, we've not mentioned toilet. Did you go to the toilet at a different time? Have you been this morning versus not the previous morning? You know, what food did you eat the night before? Was it a bigger meal than normal? That's why your weight might have gone up and you had more sodium in it because you had a stir fry the night before. You didn't have much salt. Can you really see now how much weight can be impacted day to day just because of salt intake and carb intake? Medication, you know, contraception can impact uh, your water retention in your body, right? So maybe it's a new medication you're on. There is so many factors here that can um, impact weight. And I don't want you to get bogged down in the number on the scale. All right. So if you're not willing to ride those ups and downs, the roller coaster of weight, and you're not wanting to weigh yourself every day, right? Why don't you just focus on the other important things, your health, your mindset, your well-being, your energy, the way you show up, the clothes, the non-scale victories that by far outweigh the number on the scale that is dictated by fucking salt you know, carbs, like, let's not get bogged down in it. Even if you wanted to as a minimum, why didn't you look for, why don't you look for consistent, steady, gradual changes in your weight every two to four weeks? You know, you could do that. Okay. If you're not seeing weight changes in that period of time, let's say you weighed on day one and then at month one and you're like, oh God, I'm six pounds down. Wow. Okay. Again, though, you could be jumping on and you're at your heavy day. This is why I think daily is good, but I'm trying to give you, be play nuance here and play devil's advocate and tell you why you shouldn't weigh. So let me get out of my usual frame of mind here. And if you weighed yourself four weeks time and you see that that weight's gone down six pounds, great. If it's not, make some adjustments. Simple as that. Increase your movement, drop your calories. Could you be getting your body composition analyzed? Could you be taking more photos? Could you be getting old clothes out of the wardrobe? Because your weight's made up of so many different elements and can fluctuate for so many different reasons, like more reasons than I've mentioned here, I could go on. Why don't you assess your weight by tracking your body composition, which actually pulls apart body fat and muscle? And look at that instead of weight. If you've done that weekly, you're actually looking at an accurate measure there. Still, you need to do same time, everything else. That's coming down, you're winning. That's coming down 0.5% since the last check-in, the last weigh-in, the last whatever with your coach. That's great. 
It doesn't matter if the weight's gone up, your body fat's come down. Who cares? Body fat coming down, that's changing your body. That's a positive. Your weight might have gone up because the salt, cost the water, cost carb intake, cost toilet, cost big meal, whatever. So have patience. Focus on the daily disciplines. You will reach your goals. Okay? Stay focused. Don't give up. Don't throw the towel in. I've seen so many people over the years give up because the weight's not coming down. It's impacted by so many things that you cannot really control. You can't avoid salt. It's in fucking everything. <laughs> so, you know, that's going to impact your weight. Let's focus on the right things. The weight, sorry, the fat, the muscle, your energy, your health, your mindset, how you show up, your consistency to your habits. I hope that was useful. Okay. Please do yourself a favor and share this with someone who needs to hear this because far too many times I'm hearing people confuse weight loss with fat loss. It's two different things, right? If you enjoyed this, if it helped in some way, give us a five-star rating and review. It does go far. I do this in my spare time. You know, this is just something I'm doing to try and help. And I will be back next Monday unless we have a baby magically appear. Then clearly I won't be back next Monday. <laughs> That's life at the minute. Uh, but yes, weekly uh, back to normal uh, as of moving forward. So enjoy your evening and enjoy your week. Have a great one. Let me know your thoughts. Tag me on Instagram if once you've listened to this and I'll speak to you soon. Have a good one.